Tars World of Gaelic Games. Hello and welcome to the TC Tars World of Gaelic Games on Monday the 24th of April. Thanks to Frank Tyner for another excellent edition of Kilkenny Today for the last hour. Coming up on tonight's show, we'll be looking back at a busy weekend for Kilkenny Hurling, where our minors, under 20s and seniors all recorded victories in Leinster Championships. We'll be looking back at the weekend's Camogie with Aoife Lanigan, and we'll be looking ahead to Sunday's big game where Kilkenny take on Galway in a huge game in Nolan Park, and we'll be chatting to Andy Comfort after half six on that. Um, as always, if you'd like to get in touch with us, we'd love to hear from you. Text us in on our taxback.com line. Uh, 086 353 7782 and that's the Clune Tech Company or you can phone us in 056 we're also available on WhatsApp on 087 4011 as always I'm joined in the studio by Eamon Butler and Pat Tracy good evening lads evening Kieran. Uh, I suppose Eamon we'll start off with um, the game on, the games on Saturday evening we'll start off with the senior Comprehensive win for Kilkenny over Westmead, but uh, Westmead, I suppose one way to describe it would be a atrocious display for them. Yeah, it was, it was a, kind of a non-event really, but look, Kilkenny did what they had to do and you were kind of hoping that they'd, they'd put maybe from a, and it's not been disrespectful to Westmead, but you know the type of game it was, you'd want to be coming out with a 15 or 20 point victory minimum if things come down to score difference and I think it was the 22 points in the end as a 29 points to 7 so you'd be happy with that um, you know but like in terms of learning anything from it as a contest uh, you couldn't really take anything from it only for as I keep saying all year really and people are probably sick of it but no injuries picked up was, was, was the main thing and a couple of lads got games into him that they need you know that likes TJ back in and he got, he got the game and, and, and stuff like that and you, you know so you'd be happy I suppose <clears throat> looking at it Adrian Mullinshaw with 6 points in play you know, he was the kind of the, the main man from from play really, and you know, he's just he's he's on fire at the moment, and and without him, I suppose we, we'd be struggling. You know, so does does that you'd, you'd be hopeful that a few more of the boys don't come into form like that in 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 the coming weeks as well. Um, but I, you know, you'd be happy coming out of there, Kieran, with with the win in terms of coming into Galway. But there's, there's no preparation for for a game of of Sunday that's coming. You know, um, and in terms of Westmead. I mean, they're highlighting the first half. I, I think it was uh, Dara Clinton put a, a sideline over, and that was about it. Like they didn't really impose on the goal. They didn't create much chances. But you can't blame Kilkenny for that. You know, you can only play what's in front of you. So, yeah, yeah. And you were talking there, Eamon, about Tiji getting time in, into his legs, and I suppose it's important for Adrian Mullen as well. You know, his second game back there now um, after after his injury as well. So it's important, like you said, six points from play from Adrian. You know, he's the real go-to man for us in the forwards now. Definitely, yeah. He's looking fresh, you know, and it looks like, I suppose, maybe sometimes when you come back from an injury, a, a bit of a rest might, might do a lot of good. And he, he's really, after hitting the ground running there since he came back, and he was kind of our, maybe, you know, one of our better players against Limerick there in the Lee Fine as well. So, you know, it's, it's great to see. And um, just, just, you know, you'd be happy enough, like, in, you, can, you can't read too much into it because of the, the contest wasn't really there, you know. So, but was, we'll, we'll see what next weekend will bring. Yeah, two points on the board. Two points on the board. 22. Point yeah. score difference as well. Maybe so a goal threat, really, Kieran. If you were to be a bit critical, like you know, we didn't, we we haven't, we had probably one half chance of even that. Same against Limerick, we only created a couple of half chances. We're not really great much of a goal scoring threat. And if you look at yesterday, and you're looking at Tipperary and Liam Cal, and I know it's a monster and all the rest, but like with Liam Cal's teams, and even when he had, you know, he always tried to create a goal scoring threat, and even he he bought a bit more of a cutthroat threat to Watford when when he was there as well. They were able to get a goal or two, you know. 
So you'd be ho- like if, if you were to say at the weekend, if, if we if we got three or four goals against Westmead, it's what you'd be looking for. But then to come away with after scoring twenty nine points, you know you couldn't be too critical either. Like, but yeah, definitely against Galway, we'll need to hit the hit the net once or twice anyway. Yeah, no, definitely. And um, Pat, I suppose uh, <laughs> you don't see it too often, but uh, TJ Reid penalty save as well. That's right. Yeah, um, last lad too. That was the Borough man <laughs> twice in the one day. Yeah, Darahulan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it was a good save, and uh, I suppose uh, look, Kenny were were so much in control that, and uh, that brought a black card as well for uh, the um, uh, for the Westmead defender, which. Um, you know, it was, it was out around the 21-yard line or, or something, whatever. It was the, that goal-scoring chance. But, ah, look, Kilkenny, they, they started well, took control of the game, and then the game was theirs for whatever they wanted to do with it, you know, and uh, and they, they, they did uh, tip away. As I say, look, uh, they were... The, getting in on goal and getting you know there wasn't enough probably wasn't enough action around their their goal mouth that's the one thing you'd be saying but um, like in I suppose this modern game it's uh, everyone's shooting points 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 Galway didn't score any either against against um, Wexford and uh, it's nearly these games are nearly dead by a thousand stabs or whatever you know uh, with with uh, the, that's the way the teams are going and um, yeah, you'd always be looking. You'd, there's nothing like the excitement of a goal or a couple of goals. You know, that's makes all the difference. Yeah, no, definitely. And Pat, just uh, I suppose in the last year or so, we're kind of struggling to nail down a, a midfield pair. And what was your thoughts on our midfield from from Saturday evening? Yeah, well, for five years trying to nail down a midfield, as far as I can see. You know, uh, yeah. uh, if you look every year, it's you can't even say that there's one regular midfielder. That's not uh, talk about two. You know that uh, have been there. There's uh, there's uh, various pe- people being tried. It's just hard to judge anything on it now. Um, the uh, like the they did what they had to do last. From what I could see, the midfields. Their their job was they seemed to be just tracking their players the whole time. They weren't getting too clust about getting forward or anything like that. They were just playing that middle third the whole time, and maybe that's what we need, you know. So like I'll be more interested to see uh, what happens now against Galway and uh, whether the same pair will be there or or that. So that that's that's going to be. Uh, that's the one area I'd be I'd be watching more than anything, you know. But it's um, it's it's something that we we have to solve. We haven't been able to solve it for the last few years, as in having a a, a settled midfield. But um, uh, it's it's something that you'd, you'd be hoping for, you know. Yeah, no, definitely, and it's it's a crucial area where we where we have have been been struggling. Um, Eamon, just on Westmead, you know, I know there were sharp players and all that, but surely they'd be better off going out and have a cut off it than the way they lined up on on Saturday evening. Yeah, I think they were missing uh, Killian Dyler and and that one main forwards as well, you know, and a few of them. But I have to say, Tommy Dyle impressed me as well, Kieran. You know, and I know Richie touched on it last night and Nicky as well, but he, he's a very impressive player. And he had him full back there last year, the year before. And he was their standout player, and again there the other night, he has a bit of class about him, you know. He, he I think he could be an asset any county in, in in Ireland in terms of hurling, and you know sometimes the weaker counties have a have a player like that, and the likes of uh, what do you call, uh, James Young that used to play for Leash there, back about twenty years ago, 
was a very good um, hurler as well, you know, but they went and got the plaudits that they deserved because they would have maybe not played for a traditional or a, a strong hurling county, but I would have been impressed with Tommy Dial the other night, but um, Westmead, yeah, look at the first five, ten minutes after half-time, they kind of bought a small bit of intensity to it, like, you know, it was, I think just one point apiece nearly, we, the both teams scored for the first ten minutes of the second half to it was fairly low scoring but Westmead got more physical and more into it but the game was over as a contest nearly after 20 minutes you know and uh, it, it, it doesn't do Westmead any any, any favours because I was impressed with them as I said last week when they played Leash there in the league and the relegation thing uh, playoff and that kind of thing as well you know and the, the, like last year when they had the cut at, at, at Wexford but they just they, they looked nearly defeated by the way they, they lined up and they didn't they were just. They didn't even offer much in attack. They were just. You know. They, I'd say it was just damage limitation. Maybe that they came down with, and you know, maybe that might suit suit them well in in, in the games that come. But you'd like just to see a team when they come down that they, that they give it their that they're able to kind of let the shackles off and, and and have a cut at it, which I didn't think they did do on Saturday. No, definitely not. And um, the, the match that was on before was the Kilkenny Twenties against uh, Dublin and uh, cracking first half there. Dublin, you know, they were on top up to the the twentieth minute. Kilkenny were one eight to six down, you know. And then we we got back to one nine apiece going in at half time and probably lucky to be going in a level at half time. And we were to be fair, Kieran. Yeah, we were very lucky. Like you know, Dublin has a lot of wides and um, you know they they were kind of rude those chances towards the end and. Uh, but Ted Dunn's goal there was, you know, a little flick into the net there. It was a shot that came off the crossbar or the goalie kind of say went up in the air and just kind of followed it in. As you'd always say to young lads, when they're hurling, like, follow the ball in and when the ball drops, have a corner forward there or whatever. And he was in around the goal mouth and we got the goal and it kind of set them on their way then because when they came out in the second half, Kenny kind of bought the, the game to Dublin and they were impressive as well. But I suppose a bit of a, you know, they kind of maybe got away with it towards the end then as well. The, the last two or three minutes, Kenny retreated a lot and... Dublin got a late goal and then they had a, a, a 65 they had a kind of complaints maybe for 65 there nearly at the very end as well you know Kenny kind of dropped totally back retreated and you know the Dublin you know they could have snatched it and you couldn't have begrudged them if they did snatch it either but sometimes those wins are, are great for momentum and for confidence and you know in terms of Billy Drennan being absent and say Timmy Clifford who would have both played the previous weekend and then for the boys to come in and to get the win and, and, and you know to, to be able to to hold their own and now they're in the semi-final do you know and yeah. Dublin's first defeat in the in the round robin like and do you know so it's, it's great for Kilkenny No definitely and Pat um, you know I think we're anyone was down at the game in Wexford Park you could see like that the first 20 minutes Kilkenny were very good the way they played and it was probably the opposite uh, on Saturday evening they started that bit slower and then grew into the game as the game went on but look back to back wins as Eamon said some were undefeated, they had two big scalps under their belt and Kilkenny were on the f- back of a, a a good win over Galway and you know to back it up then in, in Nolan Park on Saturday evening was very important. Yeah, it was a good win. Um, Kilkenny did uh, start as okay but then when uh, they, they got the goal uh, just uh, gave them fierce momentum and uh, they started to find their feet and their confidence grew and you could see them, uh, you know, um, getting better all over the field um, and uh, as you said they drove a good few wides Kilkenny were kind of hanging in there and they were doing awful well to be level at half time uh, a screamer of a shot by uh, Killian Hackett wasn't it off the crossbar and uh, then uh, with Ted Dunn coming in getting the goal that, that helped a lot and you know I thought Kilkenny did uh, dominate the second half came out and uh, Cahill Byrne 
going deep, I thought was the, the key to the to to that. He he was uh, his his um, very good feet and very a fast great engine, yeah, yeah, and a great engine up and down the field. And he he started going deep, and uh, Garo Dunn was getting in hooks and blocks all day, which was uh, vital. Uh, he he might not always have getting the ball, but he was always there, uh, um, stopping the opposition. I thought he that was uh, vital as well. And uh, you know when they had control, they probably uh, as you say maybe uh, slackened off a little bit, and uh, Dublin came again. And you know it was it was good to get out of there with a win and uh, to be going into a semi final on the back of two wins. Now you know that's uh, you weren't you're not you're not just getting in because someone else won or, or anything like that so um, it'll be interesting to see like if they have the other two lads back and if they're at full strength uh, when they're playing that semi-final and uh, for the rest of the season I know um, Billy Drennan is out for a few weeks um, but it uh, isn't as serious an injury as uh, they were initially taught yeah. initially taught you know and uh, and that so um, but Look, it was, a, it was a, a decent performance and uh, till you know, it gives them a good time to work now again. Yeah, no, definitely. And um, Pat, just one of the players you mentioned there was Cahill Burnley. He's another player that was fierce, unfortunate with injuries. And, yeah. you know, the more game time he gets under his belt at the higher level, it'll, it'll bring him on immensely, won't it? That's right, yeah. And he's a, a lad you could see developing quite a bit now. Because, uh, uh, you know, and... Uh, having him involved in the game he needs to be involved in the game and, yeah. and uh, you know like he was down back down deep and he was in support played the whole time I, I thought that was crucial in the second half the way he played yeah, and he, he looks for the ball as well doesn't he that's he right yeah, yeah. no no no. he's all the time looking he'll, he'll looking for a 1-2 and all that kind of thing you know yeah. he'll, he'll run the he'll run the 20 yards and the further return pass or whatever you know yeah no definitely yeah so if he can just hopefully stay injury free you know and get a clean yeah bit. that's the thing yeah yeah yeah. you know but mm. yeah look um, another great win for, for um, Mark Downs men and uh, like the lads said then into a semi-final on the back of those two wins after you know it's a disappointing start I suppose in Wexford but you could see that the, what the lads were working towards and after getting their due reward now in the last two games um, um, and then finally the Miners uh, finished off the weekend with, you know three wins from three for Kilkenny and I suppose we were disappointed after the performance against Galway in the park but you know they bounced back there now Ed, Ed McDermott back in there full forward a uh, couple of positional changes as well Michael Steins went back centre back and I suppose the more presence in on the full forward line now with Ed McDermott Yeah so you know they've changed around to be fair and sometimes you know they've made brave calls big calls and they got the result there Sunday as well and to go down to Faithful Fields there in Kilcarmock you know it's not an easy place to go awfully down there as well and you know so to come out of the win they would you know you'd be happy with that and especially after after the last game against Galway because they didn't perform on Good Friday you know it was a poor performance and to be able to go down then away from home and, and to back it up and, and to come out of the win that's all you can ask for yeah no that's it and Pat I suppose like looking at there you know seven different scores is, is very important you know 215 score and seven different scores and only to concede 14 as well like mm. the, the defence has been tight I know look against Galway Galway just took over and Galway are probably the standout team in it but in all the other games the defence was very good yeah and I suppose if you took was it is it Evan Island if you took his score out of the Galway total you know it was it was reasonable enough uh, there were a lot of them freeze, uh, I'd say, even with him. But uh, um, yeah, the thing, the thing that's becoming apparent to me, you know, these 
minor games and under 21 under 20 games is that uh, they're meeting all the teams are all playing uh, sweepers and uh, they're all have, you know and Kilkenny are seeing who uh, have a sweeper then as well at the other end and uh, who's have, who's who's playing that role is, is becoming crucial and uh, you know the as you said the, the miners made made big calls and uh, you know this, it seemed it seemed to work out but like when you look at having a, a target man on the edge of the square is still a good old ploy isn't it yeah no, that's it yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know definitely yeah where it gives you the option when you're under pressure out the field I can drive this in long yeah, and sure the two goals came from it didn't it yeah, and, I'm yeah. And, it, and the ball can be held in there you know yes. that's the thing no definitely and Patrick suppose look Ed McDermott as Nicky was saying there yesterday and he was talking to Neil Bergen we'll just play that as well shortly but um you know, he's after missing out on an awful lot of hurling and to get him back at this, you know, the knockout stage of a of a Leinster Championship is hugely important for that team and, you know, it adds a bit of a physical presence as well and, you know, I, I know Nicky was saying to Niall Larista as well, they were kind of going short but gives him the option now to go along as well. Yeah, and he's kind of the only lad that really played senior colleges Hurling, you know, Kieran's this year, and um, there might be one or two other lads played with other colleges as well. But uh, he, you know, he played. He was he was there kind of on that team. That was an under nineteen team, so it'll kind of tell you the level that he was playing at then as well. So uh, he's nearly like a secret weapon coming in now, you know, because no one has seen. He hasn't been seen up to now, and uh, and uh, obviously he's going to be a massive a massive boost to that. They're in the semi final. If they can get through that, like you know, that means they have three more games. It's development. Uh, the it's the development of young players again. You know. Yeah, it'll be huge. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We have a text in from Jim Rowan here on the WhatsApp line tonight. Hello, lads. Why can't the Kenny Minor hurling panel play on next Sunday in Northern Park, not Bank Holiday Monday? That's from Jim. Mm, well, they're keeping all those games away from senior fixtures. You know, since they changed yeah. the age group, they've kept them away. Yes, yeah, so that's the reason, Jim. Just uh, you have to pay twice, Jim. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Or bring a bring a tent and <laughs> camp over in there. Yeah. Um, we've a couple more texts in here. Just don't think the scoring difference versus West Mead will matter. If three teams finish in the same points, it's only scoring difference in the games between the three that will matter. New rule brought in this year in Leinster. Yeah, that that was brought in all right. Yeah, and, and that makes sense too. I think you know. Well, it's not in Munster then. Yeah. Do you know it's only in Leinster, isn't it? I don't know. It's bizarre, like you know. There's another one of those anonymous or whatever they call it. Like you know, it is, it is, uh, one province gets you know. So I, I don't know. That's sure, there's only one province in Hurling, isn't there? <laughs> that's, <it> now, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it looks like. Yeah, yeah. you know the Leinster Championships a different competition altogether, sir. Sure. Yeah. Um, um, right, is after the break. Before we go, uh, we have interviews here with Mark Dolan and Neil Bergen, the Kilkenny Under Twenty Manager and uh, Minor Manager. We'll play those for you now, and we'll be followed by our ad breaks. Mark Towling, uh, analyse that for me. Um, <laughs> a difficult one to analyse, Barry. Uh, yeah, look, it was, um, I suppose, possibly a game of two halves in some ways. Um, look, Dublin play a particular uh, style of hurling. It can be awkward to play against. Um, 
and sometimes it can get lead to a bit of frustration at that. But I thought we dealt with it reasonably well towards the end of the first half, and then I thought very much so at the start of the second half. Worrying they had 11 ways or 10 ways in the first half to kick in his four. Uh, they hit an awful lot of balls short to your goalkeeper. They were statistics that should that would be a worry to you, would it? Yeah, there's certainly a big concern. I'm sure the statistics that's, uh, are in our favour as well, Barry. Uh, but, but yeah, uh, look, I mean, there's always things you can, you can uh, pick out, negatives. I'm sure there's a lot of positives as well. Um, and, uh, you know, look, they, they definitely had a lot of wides in a period during the first half that maybe they should have scored from easy enough wides. But that's, that's, that's sport and that's hurling. Sometimes you get chances, you don't take them. Sometimes, you know, you have to ride your luck here and there as well. And I thought overall, uh, you know, uh, I thought we really had to turn it around the second half and I thought we'd done that. The win is a win is a win, isn't it? Exactly. Thanks, Mark. No bother, Barry. Uh, Wendell Nile, uh, a good win today, but you had to uh, work hard to uh, get out of the, the fateful fields here. 100% Nicky um, we knew that was going to be the case um, Offaly are a good team um, they've had a championship match under the belt last week and uh, it certainly stood to them and any time you travel to Offaly and particularly to the faithful fields here we know that's going to be tough um, in fairness look the lads they, 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 they stayed in the game they hung on in there things weren't going their way hit wides maybe some calls from the referee etc but look they stayed in the game and uh, look thankfully got the rewards at the end Yeah and looking after the Galway match the lads were probably down a little bit so they have recovered very well to be fair today and big you got back Ed McDermott a big influence of the game and Mikey Sainz had an outstanding game of centre-back yeah we made a few changes uh, from the Galway match um, and uh, some of them worked us for sure um, it's great to have Ed McDermott back Ed has missed a huge amount of hurling um, it's, been, it's been difficult on him he's been through a lot uh, in terms of missing colleges all Ireland and all the rest as well but it's fantastic to have him back in the field and as you mentioned there Nicky um, we did need him and he hurled well and uh, other, other fellas stepped up as well Mikey Steins did very well centre back um, I know he's been coming on the forwards or starting on the forwards for us but he did very well there centre back and um, is a very good leader and a good organiser there as well and uh, look it's just great to see those, those guys stand up and uh, we had to do that all over the field yeah and after you put a lot of pressure on you might have got a goal or two and credit to your backs the way they stood up there uh, throughout the game yeah, yeah, no, no, no. The backs, in fairness, have been con- haven't been conceding a huge amount. Haven't been conceding a huge amount at all, thankfully. Um, and um, I suppose we just have to improve our efficiency levels up front, really and truly. Um, we're creating the chances. I believe we have the possessions and and all the rest to use modern day terminology. But uh, it's to convert them into scores now is the next challenge. But uh, no, no, happy with the packs. Um, and and in fairness, look, lads, they gave it everything. They've been giving it all all year. That's for sure. Um, they're giving it what they have. And uh, we look forward to Leinster semi final next weekend. Now, Ed McDermott being in there means you can have a different style of game. You can hit the ball in a bit high you don't have to always be hitting it in low of course and that's effective now the rest of the forwards have got to uh, play off him and if he doesn't get the ball in his hand watch for the breaks and that's how that uh, goal I suppose came from uh, the first goal you got from Conor Doyle that's it that's it yeah we can vary our play now uh, to a degree you know we have a, a, a big strong man in there who is um, and, and I think people there's a little bit of a misconception there as well that uh, Ed is big and strong and that's about it Ed can hurl Ed is a very very good hurler his skill level is very very high as well and uh, look we are at to mix it up now with, uh, with, with, with guys in the corner then who maybe um, are uh, smaller in size and maybe uh, uh, faster or whatever it might be so and they needed a particular type of ball as well but um, yeah look it, 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 it was good that way great to have him back and uh, as I said we look forward to a semi-final next weekend yeah and that's on next Monday I think Bank Holiday Monday so look we'll be hoping big crowd will get out and support these young men because they've worked very hard as you've said now Ah yeah they've put, it, look, they've put a phenomenal effort in delighted for them to get to get to get the win today and uh, hopefully now back in Nolan Park uh, Monday week that we'll get a big crowd there to support the lads and drive them on please God into a Leicester final TC Tars World of Gaelic Games TC 
Sitar's World of Gaelic Games. And welcome back at uh, half six. We have a good few texts in tonight. Um, and you might be able to answer this one for one of our <laughs> text lines tonight. Uh, did the panel see Hello. poor Shane Dowell on the Sunday game? Very upset over the short jab to the chest of Garrod Hegarty. He was disgusted but did not have any problem with Nash or Flanagan or Hegarty. Just passed it as a monster hurling. And that's from Eamon out in Mooneen Raw. What do you think, Eamon? <laughs> Ash, it was a fiery game, I suppose, a bit yesterday in, in uh, Thurlis. You know, it was, I suppose it was the Munster Championship and that late was a bit... You know, Davey, I suppose, had water wound up after half-time. And what I would say is, the, the, for me anyway, the Garrod Hegarty tackle, I definitely think that was a, a straight red card anyway. The, the, you know, that the kind of set off the whole incident. Mm. I don't know what to... Did Pat see it or eat her that point? Yeah, I thought. Oh, right, yeah. I definitely thought that one was definitely a red card. Anyway. Oh, definitely, yeah, yeah. And I, I suppose, look, another time, maybe Seamus Lanning is tackle you would, but I wouldn't be, I know a lot of people, I'd be different now. I wouldn't be in favour of kind of banning a player after a game. I don't know, I think it's kind of a bit soccerish. I, I, I don't know, it's, you know, if, uh, that would be my opinion now. I know yeah, a lot of people yeah. think different, the, but, but yeah. definitely I thought the Garot Hegarty one was, was a tough tackle, but the water mentor then at the same time had no business getting involved at all and no because he was in behind the rail behind, and he you know, came down so as far as the rail and then gave him a dig yeah you can't do that yeah. either yeah, so no. I, only saw, I only saw sorry Courtney lads I just saw it on a bit of the television last night yeah. the Watford lad come but you swear he actually gave him a knife or something the way like <laughs> oh like he was holding himself and running like and then kind of going to kind of raise himself up to mm. go back and retaliate I know he shouldn't have done it but that's the thing of putting your mentors into the stand and your should the area not have been closed off for the mentors that are not supposed to come out because you could see that there was a gap between where he came out to hit him yeah, but yeah. looking back at it I mean you were saying about not being done for Flanagan but it seemed when Flanagan or when Bennett went to hit the ball he was kind of hooked on one side and then he, as he hit it he kind of was turning then and then Flanagan I presume the momentum carried yeah. the two of them in so they kind of say like well momentum probably carried him but he did get him in the jaw with, uh, with the well, my the shoulder but they, yeah. they say there was an elbow the elbow went up after Bennett was going down so it wasn't it wasn't an elbow it was the problem with the Seamus Flanagan one is though that he actually looked at Stephen Bennett and then went through him yeah, 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 he could have yeah. easily pulled over it so yeah, he, I yeah think well actually both were kind of similar yeah they were kind of similar tackles uh, the chance was there to plough someone and they did yeah yeah yeah, was was it? It, I don't mean the plown pat, but this in around the neck and the oh, head yeah, and all—it's yeah, just—it's yeah, unacceptable, yeah, yeah. Like, you know. And the other thing that often happens—I, I, I, if you watch matches, the hardest place of all to get a free is over at the sideline because you often see lads getting totally fouled out over the sideline, and the ref will just leave it well to the sideline and give it to whoever is, and there's no action taken. But uh, the um, Hegarty's one was so late, you, you know, it was just—it was really. He really squared them up. But mm. on, on that as well, um, you're a good man for the rules. Say, Garrod Hegarty got two yellow cards. But could he not get a straight red for that? Or does yeah. it have to be, should it? Yeah, he could have got, so I think could he have, yeah. got a straight red. Yeah, should, I think it should have been but, a straight red. But the two yellows yeah. now, he'll be eligible the next time. And yeah. I think then if the referee isn't, Pat Nicky do be saying if the ref deals with a an incident then they can't be no. they can't go further sure no that's right and that, the uh, so what could have easily happen for the next day is that Hegarty uh, playing Flanagan might be banned mm. yeah that's it uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, so again that's another, uh, another anomaly anomaly yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and Pat just on Limerick like you know down through the years uh, when Kilkenny were winning and all that you know people were saying we're a physical team and all but there was none of that 
the no, no. dirt that there were no late tackles or anything like that no, 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 and no even say at the end of the game there yesterday say Watford gave it everything and and that league but did you see when the final whistle was blown Mike Casey roaring into the first player's face I on did, the ground I yeah, saw that yeah you know like yeah, it's yeah. like they're a great team and all that but they should just you know win win keep and it one yeah, way yeah, yeah, you know, keep they don't need to be yeah, getting involved yeah, in that yeah, kind of stuff yeah. but uh, Pat just on Watford as well said David Fitzgerald over him um, we, we saw the other semi-final where Wexford you know Tipper reduced to 14 men and Wexford had a brilliant opportunity and it's the same yesterday you know Limerick down to 14 <laughs> for a long time and yes it was Limerick took over same as Tip like you know and yet it's nearly be, a near, tactical genius like. yeah it'd be nearly better if Wasford were down to 14 yeah <laughs> he'd probably he'd probably get better but that is when the game was won and lost in my opinion there's no doubt about it that, that after the sending off I don't know what was in it was it two points or whatever mm. but uh, Limerick went five up then and uh, Wasford drove two real bad wides, and uh, of course they had the miss of the 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 twenty one yard free then, and you know you can't you can't have that kind of uh, those kind of misses, you know. And uh, when they got back into a little bit of a flow, they, they you know they they narrowed the gap, but Limerick had the cushion, yeah, you know. That's it, yeah. yeah. And when Limerick have a cushion, they'll absorb it, you know, and you'll get by, back a pint or two, but they'll tack on a pint and they'll just keep keep you there, you know. So it was, uh, but look, it'll give plenty of other counties hope, you know. And I, I was talking to Liam Fenley there on Saturday and he was making that point that uh, Limerick aren't, you know, they aren't as far away as, as clear of everyone else's people uh, as we uh, as we might be be thinking that uh, he was expecting that Waterford were going to give him plenty of it anyway yeah and he was right yeah, mm. yeah missed opportunity for him in oh the yeah end. definitely hugely missed opportunity yeah, yeah. Um, and, uh, definitely a massive opportunity lost there for Waterford yeah as for Tom Morris yesterday and Pat says he said it lost like how, how invaluable he is to a team like and mm. you could see it there yesterday without you know Tom Morris he was the, the main man for Limerick he stood up and looking at Waterford for me like you were saying and you touched on when they went down to 14 I couldn't understand especially when Limerick retreated um, because Davey would often have his team set to shoot from distance and yeah. that they kept going in to play the ball into the full forward line where the crowd was especially when Waterford would have players like your Austin Gleeson or Stephen Bennett if you pull them out that you know they'd often take shots from distance so I don't know what kind of game plan they were they went against normally what you'd expect if they, if they had 15 players you'd expect Waterford maybe to do that but they'd, yeah. they'd probably do the opposite you know I thought they should have. It's easy in hindsight because they did win the game, but um, you know. yeah. But what was working up to then? The, the, the spreading the ball around and and and, yeah. and, and moving the ball. Moving they went yeah. and uh, they started pumping the ball in on a ho- on 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 high, uh, you know, in on top of the square, and and uh, Limerick just gobbled it up. Yeah, they yeah. couldn't. They couldn't win it at all. But no. I, that uh, Patrick Fitzgerald come on there. He, he seems to have a bit about him already. He has, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. but I know he missed a couple of shots as well, but. Uh, for me as well, a big turning point when Austin Gleeson kicked the ball over the bar and Tom Barrett yeah. in then on Nicky Quaid because it was a kind of one of those once-off score that you'd never nearly see like with the, with the way he got the boot around the ball and, and put it over the bar and then for the free to be given again you know because because he did push Nicky Quaid into the net you know but I just like, like what Pat says when you start to take on Limerick physically like you won't um, but, you won't win really like, But you know. how, how could I, I didn't understand how Galan got the penalty because he was definitely in the square when the ball arrived in Yeah it was a carbon copy, I thought, of the penalty that uh, was given against Hugh Lawler in 19. Yeah, the, um, I, I couldn't see how, how you could give the yeah. say that he wasn't in the square because he, he was in there was when, in the, the, ball, air, when the, the ball landed. Yeah, yeah. 
Yes, and uh, and uh, but uh, he was given the penalty. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, just it was served, and he missed it. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's it. Know. Anyway, great um, big game in Nolan Park on on uh, Sunday. We're welcoming the the tradesmen, and we're delighted to be joined on the line by Andy Comfort. Good evening, Andy. Karen, how are you getting on? Not too bad. Good, thanks, Andy. And uh, I suppose Kilkenny, we were just talking earlier. There, you know, they they got the job done against Westmead, Andy. And now, look, it's going to be a sterner test in the park. But uh, two home games, and you know, a chance to get a bit of time into lads' legs before we we face Galway. Yeah, like got the job done against Westmead and a terrible night for hurling, and you know it's kind of all they could do is 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 beat what was in front of them, and it's you know it's good to see a few different changes and and a bit of a mix up there with regards to positions and you know changing things up a bit, and great to see TJ Reid back, and you know seemed to be firing there, uh, and. Uh, Bit of a drab affair, really, from a Kilkenny point of view. But they got the job done, and, and uh, two pints in the bag, and that's all you can do. You know, you can't go even if you win by forty pints. People are still not happy. If you win by two pints, they're not happy. So just get the job done and move on to the next um, mission against uh, Galway on on Sunday. So listen, did you learn much? I don't think so. Like uh, things are going to be going up a, a gear or two uh, from Sunday on, ain't they? No, that's it, Andy. And uh, I'm not. Did you get to see any of the the Galway yeah. Wexford game? Um, I've seen bits of it there, you know. But listen, Galway are, are, are and Kilkenny will take on a totally different uh, different dynamic altogether. It's going to be pretty tactical, I'd say. But listen, uh, I suppose it's going to be um, a bit of a showdown between the two managers and and uh, see see what what way they can come out tactically out of it. I think the Kenny's two man full forward line there, and albeit they didn't, you know, they're trying things, they're trying to get it in, they're trying to get to look up and find a, a, a ball in to, to a two man full forward line there. Hopefully, isn't the day it clicks, we could get two or three goals. Unlucky for a couple, but listen, Galway is going to be totally, totally different kettle of fish, you know, and, and I suppose the thing for Galway is they have the benefit of a, of a reasonably tough match against Wexford, you know, under their belt, so. Listen, home advantage you'll have to stand to something for Kilkenny as well. Uh, you know, they're playing well in the park. It's, it's crucial, you know, to have the home crowd, crowd. So, listen, it's going to be a, a ding-dong match. And I suppose as well, Andy, just for from Galway, they have, they have a lot to prove this year as well, you know. Um, last year, we... we Got over the got over them in the Leinster final, and then they they gave a good show against Limerick, you know. But they really have to maybe you know build on that this year. And there's I suppose a question marks over a few their their forwards, like uh, Evan Nyland there, Brian Concan. These lads really have to step up this year. Oh, definitely, without a doubt. And like it's the second season syndrome, you know, with new managers. Sometimes it can go great. Sometimes it can go a bit pear shaped, you know. So, listen, Galway will be well aware of that. Uh, Henry will be well aware of it. And I suppose David Burke missing as well is 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 a, is a big. Uh, it's, it, it's detrimental to Galway to have a player of his quality gone out of the setup as well, you know. So. Uh, they're going to have to uh, they'll look back on the Leinster final last year and say listen Kilkenny really outhurled them and, and, and uh, albeit it's a different kettle of fish now this year 12 months later but can can Galway get to the levels of the semi-final that's the big question that they played against Limerick can they get to that level again I have my doubts you know I have my doubts about the second season with the new management uh, and uh, I think it's it's a good game for Kilkenny to get 
No, definitely. And I suppose, look, if you were Henry Shefflin, you might be worried as well at the ease of which the the, the Wexford lads got in for the goals. You know, there was... That's about it. Yeah, that's, that's definitely, definitely going to be a problem for them defensively. And, uh, like, as you say, a few of them young lads there have a lot to prove in the forward line for Galway as well, you know. So, listen... Um, it's, it's, it has the makings of a great game and potentially your winners are, are more, more than likely into the Le- Leinster final, you know, but uh, some major mishap along the way. He can, he should be in the Leinster final. And, like, you'll probably be treating this game as a do-or-die knockout game and uh, I think if the, if, the, if the heads are right and the mentality is right and uh, I think it's a game that Kilkenny can win and they can make it very easy for themselves, you know, or very difficult. Get over this game and the thing opens up for them. Do you agree? Yeah, no, exactly. And it kind of lays down a marker as well. You know, you're, you're after two wins from two, but then your next game's away at Antrim. That could be three from three and rather than have to that's go it. down and that's it, yeah. Yeah, battle yeah. for you're a win down in Wexford Park. Making things, you're definitely making things easy for yourself and, and to lose, like we were probably putting ring mark in the Galway match uh, as being the, the Wexford and the Galway match has been the two ones, you know, that we, we'd know where we are to get to a Leinster final. And this has come on us pretty quickly, you know, so get over this game and the thing opens up, we make it very, very easy on ourselves and, and plus we're getting on a bit of a win and roll, which is um, very important for this team. And um, I think, listen, if the hurl to their potential I think they have an excellent chance I, I, I have me doubts about Galway you know last year they thrown everything into it didn't they the new management I don't know if that carries on for 24 months you know I think listen they have what they have and but I think David Burke is a big loss to Galway No definitely and look it's, it doesn't matter from time to time and it's down to the players too and the players have to step up you know they're yeah, to have all the success under oh, age and all that. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. 80% motivation and 20% tactics. But if the players are not in the right frame of mind, and I think they are. They went out and they got the job done there quickly. Out of the blocks, gone. Typically, Kenny style Saturday night. Didn't leave them hanging around like last year up in Mullingar. First half was terrible. And left them hanging, hanging. But this year, got, got into them, got the job done. And I think if they follow on from that quick start against Galway put the doubts in their mind especially at home get the crowd on, on board I think they have an excellent chance of beating Galway and make it as I said make it very easy for themselves Exactly thanks a million Andy for joining us and we urge yep. all our listeners and everyone get Thanks into thought. the park on, yep. on Sunday and, yeah. and support the yeah. team No bother Thanks, thanks Andy No thanks problem thanks, thanks very much All the best And that was Andy Comfort joining us there um, discussing the, the game on Sunday um, right we'll take our second break James after then Aoife will be going down through all the Camogie news TC Tars World of Gaelic Games TC Tars World of Gaelic Games and welcome back. Um, delighted to be joining the studio as always on a Monday by Aoife Lanning. Good evening, Aoife. Good evening, Kieran. Aoife, uh, just Seamus Flanagan aside, there was a busy weekend for, for Camogie. <laughs> there was, yeah. Well, between um, our replay down in Tipperary, then down the 16s, and uh, Liam will go on about the minors, yeah. So, yeah, busy weekend for the Camogie. Yeah, and Liam, you were, you were at that game there. We, we dragged you in there from the recording studio there, but uh, disappointment for Kilkenny. Yeah, um, they never really were going to pull off the performance based on how Waterford set up Ciarán. Uh, they played with a very defensive um, outfit from the start and just 
that sweeper system it's uh, infiltrated the hurling and now it's infiltrated the camogie and just Kilkenny couldn't break it down um, from a Kilkenny point of view really up until the turn of half time in the second half Julie Lennon got, a ni- got on a nice bit of ball uh, she scored the all important Kilkenny goal uh, and she scored 1-2 for really what was 30 minutes of Camogie rather than 60 um, up to that point the balls were just being cleared time and time again and then from from the other point of view from a Waterford point of view Emer O'Neill uh, she bagged 1-4 for her afternoon and she just caused Kilkenny so much trouble she was you know running down the wing she was setting up the plays and just Kilkenny couldn't cope and and it was a real shame because I've seen Kilkenny now twice this year and there's some really good flair players I mean Cuivacar Murta had um, moments during the game yeah, the likes of Ava Brett from St. Bridget's Lauren Ronan um, they all got had their moments but they weren't nearly as influential as, as they have been throughout the, 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 the earlier parts of the championship I mean you take Lauren Ronan she scored 2-4-2-5 against Dublin she was limited to a point yesterday and I think that gives you a real snapshot as to how much of the Kilkenny game was um, uh, kept to a minimum due to Waterford's tactics but in saying that Waterford played Kilkenny earlier in the year I think they lost out by just a goal on the day Um, there was very little in in the game on that occasion and uh, they more than made up for it yesterday they were the better team Um, there was very few scores in the second half actually Um, Waterford went in at half time with a 1-6-3 point lead they only finished with 2-8 so what's that 1-2 in 30 minutes of Camogie it just shows you that that it was a game of attrition rather than quality we had to bear it in the commentary box the supporters had to bear it they can um, the support there there wasn't too many um, from Waterford due to the game in Thurles. Uh, it wasn't a game that would get you off, the, have you on the edge of your seat. It was uh, a game for the purists, but Waterford just had enough in their armory to get over the line, and they won a two-eight to one-seven. Yes, yeah, so the tactics overcoming anything else Liam? tactics overcoming everything really and we should say as well that Watford like Maggie Gotsia she's a very tough surname to pronounce but uh, she got on a nice bit of ball as well uh, she went she got the opening goal inside three minutes and like just she was one of those players that she wasn't she didn't put in the full 60 minute performance but when she got on a bit of ball her pace was just really really difficult for the Kilkenny backs to deal with and uh, she was a, a very influential figure in the Watford team uh, but just Kilkenny never got a float to their game there was a period between the 23rd and 32nd minute where they scored three points back to back and that was really as good as it got from them they, they they didn't get any flow going now it wasn't a game where you were really going to get much flow to your game but that, that they, they had plan A and they had plan A again there was no plan B and ultimately that was to Kilkenny's cost they could not uh, work out the, they could work out the Waterford game plan but they just couldn't uh, found a way to, count, break, to it down, uh, yeah. break it down and that was what cost them uh, Waterford, uh, how will they do against Cork now in the final and they'll they, be short their centre al- back they've already beaten them yeah, but they're short, they're centre-back. Yeah, and actually... She's got sent off. Yeah, and it's funny you bring up that incident because we had a word with the umpire after the match and um, she was got in a, a bit of a, an altercation off the ball. But it wasn't one of those things where uh, there was a, a situation brewing and it happened just as the play developed. This was completely... Ball is out down the right-hand side and there's something going on on the left and uh, it was only the umpire that saw it and he obviously had a word with the referee. So... Uh, it was a funny one there but um, if she doesn't play she'll be a huge loss but I think Waterford in the second half proved that they were more than capable of uh, carrying on with 14 players but um, in answering your question will they will they have enough to beat Cork? Um, if they stifle uh, Cork as much as they did Kilkenny I think so. Cork Cork 
played well in the first half. They dominated about 20 minutes of the first half, but they let Galway back into the match. And that's half of that is down to how poor Galway were at the start. But um, if Waterford can, uh, if Water, if Waterford are playing the second half version of Cork, it give them a very, very good chance. Thanks for that, Liam. Uh, brilliant summary there. And uh, hard luck to the Kilkenny minor team and management. Uh, just coming up short, as Liam said. But uh, look, plenty of stars of the future. Hopefully, will come from that team. And if it just another defeat then for the intermediates in the in in the replay of the league. Yeah, um, well, we kind of kept up, kept 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 up to them in in the first half, like uh, like the first match down in, in Clamell last weekend. It was at full time. It was one seven to one seven, and like when you came to half time on on Saturday, it was Cork seven points to six to us. So kind of there was more scoring in this weekend, and we had kind of kept to them up to it. But uh, kind of then probably you'd say probably about. 40 seconds into the second half Claire Doheny uh, had a chance to score a goal uh, unfortunately uh, goalkeeper read it and kind of kind of solved and cleared it and uh, that's a great player but a lot of people say hasn't the height but unfortunately when I say having the height because when the goalkeeper saved it she hit it up over uh, Claire's head so uh, if kind of say a taller player was there we could have kind of got it in but nothing against Claire she had a great game uh, so yeah but straight from that after the puck out we kind of got the got a point equalised and kind of tit for tat for, for about the first six or seven minutes of the second half but then Cork kind of took over then scored 1-2 without reply then we kind of came back in a little bit they were kind of scoring again and kind of then their second goal uh, you kind of say well, it's a bit of a query of it of the girls were saying that uh, the Cork player fouled the ball as she as she as she received it uh, and scored. But uh, we take our defeat and kind of we, we scored the last two points and kind of you kind of say like if we're kind of getting getting into nearly <laughs> at the later stage if you know what I mean. But Cork were the best team like they they kind of like if as we said we're there the first half tried our best in the second half but just wasn't there day. Yes, but look, sure, to get to the league final, losing out then the replay, you know, plenty of positives to take from it. Just coming up, that, as you said, that bit short in the final and the, the two goals in in quick succession, obviously, the, the tournament point. And then our under-16A team had a great win then over Dublin, 5-11 to 1-5. They did, yeah. Uh, start, started well. Uh, they, they started in the first few minutes, they got 1-1. One, one. And then, just after getting the goal in the point, um, their ca- joint captain Grace Brennan um, Nikki's niece went uh, kind of over on her ankle while coming out with the ball so play was held up for about 6 or 7 minutes and so as wishes to her that hopefully it's not too serious of an injury and yeah, Kilkenny just were completely dominant in all their play yesterday um, they Dublin tried their best but like I think the the stripes just didn't you know like a stripe of a tiger like they're hungry and whatever like yesterday the 16s just were dominant like you kind of say like they're play off the ball they're running um, different angles to get a ball um, down the sides then cutting in through kind of when they'd bring the uh, two defenders with them then play off the, the ball but uh, yeah and then in the second half when they, when they scored the last three goals were scored from distance, um, just dropping in over the, the goalkeeper's head. So, uh, they said, I don't know, was it the, the wind kind of costed us? But, uh, yeah, fantastic performance by the on 16s yesterday, which yeah. leads them into a, a Leinster final uh, next Monday, the Bank Holiday Monday against Wexford. Any f- venue or time? That or is in the Kells Road on Monday at 3 o'clock, I think. And the on 16s B are uh, in their Shield final uh, against Dublin B's in um, Netwatch, Net, Netwatch uh, Training Centre in Fenna at 3. Okay, so same thing for 
so oh, on Sunday, right? On Sunday, yeah, yeah. yeah. So chance to get to the two of those games and uh, you see the Kilkenny senior team then had a bit of a bonding weekend as well. They did. They went up to um, Erigel in, in Leash or something to some um, Bogaton. So they're fantastic pictures of them. So yeah, the great, great, great weekend of us and uh, seemed to be a, a great way of uh, the bonding. We're going, like you look, you look at the team or the fitness that Davy has, the fitness family. Like uh, there seems to be a match of it as well, going through the muck and going through the water and then uh, climbing and pulling ropes and whatever. So yeah, it seemed to be a great weekend for. Them. Yeah, something different as well away from the something different the because like they have a five week break, like they're not they're not playing again now until um, the sixth of May. Until the sixth sixth of May against the winners of Offaly Westmeath, which who start out next weekend in the quarterfinal. Um, Tommy Shefflin involved with Pilltown. That I haven't heard. Mm. Senior Camogie, yeah. Very interesting, yeah, definitely. I haven't heard yet because like with, game, with club games not fully going other than. Um, the the um, all county so could be in good find if he is yeah definitely uh, any other camogie news for Zifa um, well other than that as I was saying like about those games about the um, with the seniors playing then ourselves uh, the intermediates we're not we're uh, away we're just a challenge game at the week next weekend but then we're starting ourselves the our Leinster championship is starting the same weekend uh, as the Seniors are their semi-final. We're against Dublin in the quarter-final at home. Uh, venue not known yet. But then they, on the 16th, when they finish next weekend, they're, st- they're straight into their All-Ireland series the following week uh, against Tipperary away. So then there's 6th or 7th, we're not sure yet. OK, perfect. Anything else for Zifa? Uh, well, other than that, it's just that, you know, like this time of the year, the, the primary school's uh, Bunna School is on at the moment, so there's a few games going ahead. So uh, it's great, great to see, and hopefully the weather will stay off because primary school's... You know, sometimes they're kind of off that they don't get to play because of the weather uh, and can get pitches so uh, yes a lot of their games are going ahead so uh, then hopefully then later on in, in, in May that they'll have their school finals in hopefully in Nolan Park Brilliant yeah we look forward to that as well thanks for that Aoife and yeah we're, the clock is against us now but we just have one more text in it says hi guys Waterford definitely missed the chance yesterday to win that game Limerick down to 14 men and Davey persistent with the sweeper system carbon copy of a few years back with Wexford versus Tip Davy is a one-trick pony and not his tactical genius he's made out to be by the RT pundits. What do you think, Eamon? Ah, sure. You know, the GA would be a lot less uh, fun without him anyway, that's for sure. Yeah. And a few, clo- few clubs and counties may have a few more pounds as well. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Um, right, that's where we leave for tonight. Thanks to Eamon, Aoife, Liam, Pat and Andy Comfort for joining us on the phone. And uh, most of all, thanks to you for listening at home and, of course, our sponsors, TC Tyres. Stay tuned after seven for the best of Country Time with Martin Morris. And until next Monday night, good night and God bless, and we will talk to you then. TC Tars, World of Gaelic Games.